0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Epic Classroom Podcast. My name is Trevor Muir and I've been a middle and high school teacher as well as a teacher of future and current teachers and I love a good story and I love to explore ways to help students live out great stories and for educators to thrive in their own. That's what we talk about on this podcast. Whatever you teach or however you serve in schools, how can you lead a more impactful, dynamic, meaningful, and epic classroom? So today we're gonna talk about building student confidence and some of the very best ways to do that. But before we do that, I just wanna state real quick that the world feels heavy right now, right? Like for obvious reasons, with everything going on in Ukraine, to the ongoing ups and downs of the pandemic, to all of the extra challenges that seem to be on educators' plates right now, it just feels like a lot. And so in the midst of all of that, of, of being a human during this time that we are all in, I hope that you are finding little moments of joy That's been the big discipline that I've been really trying to hone in on the last few months when there is all of these uncontrollable circumstances swirling all around me, whether it's COVID or the news of war, or a lot of the things that I just don't have control over. I'm constantly asking the question, how can I be present in this moment as much as possible? And what I've really tried to do is discover in the quote-unquote mundane parts of my life, where is the joy in just being present? And so whether that's me taking my dog for a walk and observing how none of the world's conflicts matter to him, and he just loves to walk with his people, or having good conversations with my family at dinner, or just taking little mini breaks throughout my workday to think of the things that I'm grateful for. I'm finding that being present has such a great effect on how I'm feeling but also in the way that I'm creating. You probably know this about me if you follow any of the things that I do, but I love to create new things. I love to create writing and videos and talks and stories in this podcast. And I've found in the last few months that the more present I've been, meaning the less I'm worrying about the future or dwelling on the past, the more I've felt motivated to create and come up with new ideas and try new things. I mean, it's still a work in progress and always will be, but I thought I'd share what I'm learning right now before we dive into the topic of the podcast. So my encouragement for you would be to take a moment and consider how can I be more present throughout my days? Where can I find more joy in my day-to-day life? Alright, so let's get into the podcast. Today we're talking about building student confidence and some of the very best ways we can do that. So I once gave my students a project where they were asked to interview someone who they consider a hero. So this was my English class and my students were studying texts and novels with heroes in them and they were attempting to figure out what traits does an actual hero have and then they would go and find someone who they believe has those traits and interview them and hear about their lives. And then using these interviews, students would create presentations showcasing and honoring the lives of these heroes. And I told my students at the beginning of the project that their presentations would be displayed at a public event at the local library so that our whole community could learn about these heroes that live among them in our own neighborhoods. And the idea is is that students would learn the content and read the books and be motivated to work during this project because they were caring about and honoring these heroes. And that's what the project was about. Engaging students in this way is one of my favorite ways to approach teaching. So one of the components of their presentation was creating a podcast telling the hero's story. They would record the storytelling and then go and add media and music and sound effects and then put it online and create a QR code that anyone in the public library could scan and then access the students' podcasts. So I don't always do this, but for this project specifically, I required students to work on tasks that are new to them because I really wanted to stretch them and teach this vital skill of adaptability. I sometimes allow students to work within their comfort zones, but real growth happens when we get out of them. So that was a rule for this project. I mean, I told them, if you really like graphic design you're not going to be in charge of the poster that you create for the project. Or if you love to write and tell stories, you're probably going to be in charge of graphic design. And and, and it was really just about mixing it up and giving them tasks that they're maybe a little bit more unfamiliar with, but they would develop the skill to actually complete that task as well as the bigger skill of becoming adaptable. And one student named Drew was given the podcast task. And he begged me to let him work on something else. He said he hated working with computers and he had no idea how to record and edit a podcast. And on the outside, I was like, oh, Drew, I totally understand. But on the inside, I'm like, yes, this was the whole idea behind giving them different tasks. And so I saw this as a perfect opportunity for Drew to learn to adapt. So I told him he was going to keep the podcast role and to let me know if he needed any help. He wasn't too happy about that, but that's okay. They don't always have to like our decisions, those students. And so a couple times throughout the project, I sat with Drew and I showed him a few basics of editing audio and I directed him towards YouTube tutorials. I felt like he was equipped to complete his tasks for his group. He didn't really seem to like he was enjoying his task very much, but... I was okay with that because not everything has to be enjoyable in order to be productive and worthwhile. And so on the day of the presentation, at the very end of this big project we'd worked on for an entire month, when I had the students set up their work at the library for the showcase, Drew's group was missing the podcast element. And Drew was suspiciously absent from school that day. Well, The show went on without him, and that group's podcast was just missing from the presentation, but everything else went well enough. And the next day, when Drew was back in class, I found out his podcast wasn't even finished. I'm guessing you're not surprised by that right now. Well, I confronted him about this and his absence from school on such an important day of class. I mean, I remember as everybody's moving around the library looking at different projects, that hero that Drew's group interviewed didn't have a podcast like everybody else. It almost felt like a personal slight towards him, like, hey, we weren't valuing your story enough. And so I confronted Drew about this, and I wasn't very nice about it. I'll be honest with you. I asked Drew in front of the entire class how he could do that to his group. I mean, I said to him, did you not think about how they would be affected by your failure to complete the work? I mean, how could you let your laziness get in the way of such an important project? And I was deliberate about how I brought this up to Drew. I thought I was emphasizing the importance of accountability with him. But as I was addressing him, I saw him sink further and further into his seat. And I realized mid-sentence, right there on the spot, that I was shaming this kid. I could see it written all over his face. It was in his eyes, and I could tell that he was embarrassed and so was everybody else in the room as I was doing this. After class, I asked Drew to stay behind, and I apologized for how I addressed him publicly the way I did. I said that while I'm still disappointed about the project, I really didn't handle it well at all. I explained how the project was honestly important to me as well, and I let my emotions get the best of me. And I apologized for embarrassing him, and I promised that I really would do better next time. And so Drew, was taken aback by this vulnerable moment. He then apologized for not finishing his part of the project. But then he explained that he was just so scared of the podcast not turning out well that he just didn't submit it. Drew explained that he has always been scared of trying new things, and he gets anxiety at the mere thought of someone seeing him fail. And so therefore, he decided he'd rather get a poor grade than a poor reaction to his work. And so I reviewed Drew's work, and I saw that his planning was excellent for this project, and he had all of the components to complete it. He had an excellent outline. He wrote the script, and it was excellent. He collected all of the media for the podcast and all of the songs and sound effects and everything. It was the final step of recording and editing that he failed to complete. This was the part of the project that was new territory for him, and his lack of confidence in himself froze the rest of his work. According to a survey conducted by entrepreneur.com, lacking confidence is one of the key reasons young people get fired from their jobs. Not having the courage to make firm decisions and take concrete action leads to a lack of productivity. This project with Drew showed me what this looks like right before my eyes. And it made me think about how many young people leave school and enter the workforce without this vital characteristic about themselves. In every job I've ever had, from being a lifeguard in college, to working in business while I was getting my teaching degree, to being a classroom teacher, or even when I'm doing keynote speeches and presentations, my work has required confidence. And it's times that I've lacked confidence that I've really struggled the most. It is such an essential characteristic, and that's why I think it's so important as educators to constantly explore ways to instill and grow confidence in students, and I think one of those ways that we can really explore that is to ask why do our students lack confidence and really how can we build it in them? Well, Lynn Taylor, who's a workplace expert, and she's author of the book, Tame Your Terrible Office, she says that the most common reason that employees lose confidence is very simply because of a bad relationship with their boss. That insecurity will last as long as the relationship is strained. Well, anyone who has had this type of relationship with a principal or a superintendent or really any boss knows exactly what Taylor is talking about. When teachers don't feel trusted to make decisions or learn from failures, the response is often to shut down, halting any progress. When I had a principal who didn't trust me and seemingly questioned every move I made in the classroom, I stopped making these moves. I once introduced my students to a project where they were going to interview actual World War II veterans and showcase what they were creating in those interviews in a real movie theater. Well, one of my students in that class, and I remember her name is Haley. Well, she got so excited about getting to do this project that as I was introducing it to them, she emailed one of the news stations in our city and invited them to come and do a story on our class. And I swear she did all of this on her own without telling me or anyone else. Well, the next day I got called to my principal's office and she said she just got a call from the news station and that they wanted to do a story on us. And I responded, no way, that's awesome, I love it. Well, she proceeded to tell me that I, the teacher, didn't go through proper protocols for contacting the media. Well, I said I didn't even call the news, Haley did. But I probably would have if I thought of it. And then I literally got a letter put into my permanent file because my principal didn't believe me outright, didn't believe that a student could possibly be so excited about a project that she would take the initiative to call the news and that I must have done it. Well, she was convinced that I broke the protocol and that I contacted the news myself. And just a quick reminder that the news wasn't contacted over some type of scandal. They were, they were being invited to cover a class project to honor World War II veterans And I can tell you, getting in trouble for this didn't do anything good for my confidence. And as a result of incidents like this, I started scaling down the scope of the projects I did with students because I feared something could go wrong and I would face punishment. I quit dressing up in costumes when teaching history lessons for fear of being labeled unprofessional by my boss. I no longer brought in guest speakers to my class because I couldn't control every word that they said, and my boss made it clear that teachers should control every word said by their students. I lost confidence in myself as a teacher And as a result, I became a worse one. And this ended in me leaving that school and going somewhere else that I could be confident again. And as a quick sidebar, I think we're saying way too much of this in education right now. In several states, there's legislation attempting to pass that's, that's trying to monitor every word teachers say, asking teachers to submit every lesson plan for the entire school year in the summer before the start of the year. I mean, there's a bill that a group of legislators are trying to pass here in Michigan, where I live, that if successful, would deduct 5% of a school's annual budget if every teacher in the district fails to submit their entire curriculum before the start of the school year. I mean, that's not even how teaching works. And we can talk about this in more detail some other time. This really is a sidebar. But I got to ask the question, what does this do to teacher confidence? When they're not trusted to be the highly qualified, creative professionals that they are, and instead are forced to follow a script, how can they have the confidence to make good decisions with the benefit of their students in mind? And the result of a lot of this are that teachers are leaving schools to go to ones that they believe they can be trusted in? Or we're seeing a lot of teachers leave the profession altogether. Again, we can dive into this in a later episode, but I think we have to think about our own confidence so that we can translate that and relate it to our work in building our students' confidence. I think it's important to point out that the same is true for students. If there is a strained relationship between them and their teachers, this will affect their confidence and the quality of their work in class. Except students usually don't have the option to find a better school or a better teacher. And this is why positive student relationships are so crucial. If a student knows they will not be scorned for a mistake and that a teacher's primary motivation is helping them succeed, they won't feel the same trepidation in trying new things and taking creative risks. One of my favorite quotes ever from the brilliant Brene Brown is, there is no creativity without vulnerability. And to me, what she means by this is, is really the idea that creating things opens up the possibility of them not being well-received. And there's no sugarcoating that. For instance, there's a chance I create this whole podcast episode and you don't like it. Heck, you may not like it so much that you leave a negative review. And I'm a lot better than I used to be about letting negativity slide right off my back and not bothering too, me too much. But that doesn't mean I like it. That doesn't mean my feelings can't be hurt. But I create this podcast anyway, because I believe in it, and I'm having a lot of fun making it, and I like to create new things, despite the fact that there is a vulnerability to it. If we want our students to create new things and make things that they're proud of, they have to be able to be vulnerable with you in order to do so. And so how do we do that? How do we create a space, a climate, a culture that our students can feel vulnerable and therefore confident in. Well, I think we can ask students personal questions, have class time every day dedicated to non academic discussion. You know, we can have an open door policy to listen to students when they need to be listened to and build these strong relationships so that we can see the value of having students who feel safe and therefore confident. And I think this is part of the reason Drew didn't complete the podcast assignment. It wasn't that he was being lazy, his work showed otherwise. Drew didn't have the personal confidence in himself and was afraid of how his peers and his boss, which is me, the teacher, would react to his work. Interestingly, following the incident where I apologized for addressing him the way that I did in front of the class, Drew and I formed a new relationship. My vulnerability in that moment opened the doors to Drew trusting me. He learned that day that I am on his side. I've got his back. And for the rest of the year, I saw a dramatic increase in the quality and the quantity of work that Drew turned in. So some big ideas were thrown out to you just now. So let's sum it up with this. We want our students to be creative, but creativity requires vulnerability. And to be vulnerable, you have to be confident. And confidence is best grown through relationships. So keep building those relationships with your students. Allow them to fail and learn from those failures. And for you, my hope is that you can grow more confident in yourself so that you can keep creating for the sake of your students and the world that they live in. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you're enjoying the Epic Classroom podcast because I am loving making it. And if you are, please let your friends know about it. And if you share the link online, please tag me so I know that you're loving the show. It warms my heart. So my Twitter handle is at Trevor Muir. And on Instagram or Facebook, you can find me at The Epic Classroom. My name is Trevor Muir and this has been The Epic Classroom Podcast. Thanks for all that you are doing to make learning into a unforgettable story for your students for making it epic. I'll see you next time.